Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. We're back. What's up? It's Friday night, and we just catching up. I got Holly to drink a pina colada. Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling loose, feeling loose over here. <laughs> One. I'm like, I have more ready for you. I made them for you. I have to drive. No, no, no. I, I would I die know. if something, you know. No, of course. And in several hours. So, and I made it weak for you. <laughs> I know how you roll. Yeah, it was really good. So, and low carb, if you guys want the recipe, no added sugar. So, a lot going on. We have some housekeeping items um, as some of you that are on Instagram and saw Holly's post, my post. I did change from at Pumpers Nation on Instagram. I haven't messed around with Twitter because I really haven't checked Twitter in weeks, months. Uh, I just kind of checked out on that. But it just felt time. It felt like we don't know the future of VPR. I also felt like credit to Chad, Holly husband, for coming up with Pumpers because I was genius you know, everybody has their, you know, mm-hmm. their names. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's where Pumper's Nation came from. Thanks, I, Chad. I, I remember when we would get like, um, people would leave reviews on iTunes and they'd be like, stop calling us Pumpers. Pumpers. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, come on, guys. But every, like, they'll be like, oh, we're pump heads or pump this or what. It's like, okay, cool. Like, a lot of people love it. A few don't. Yeah. I, there is a little porn connotation to it. So when people like in normal world, they're like, that's weird. Pumpers Nation. That sounds like a porn site or something. So I don't know. Mm. I'm just kind of moving on. So I am now Sarah C. O. C. So S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C. You know, because we're going to be talking about the O.C. We live in the O.C. So right now, Sarah C. O. C. Yeah, it works. I liked Lolly's idea was Sarah uh, in OC. Sarah, no, Sarah O-C-E-E. Yeah. That's O-C. And that was funny. Very clever. Very, very clever. Yeah. But anyways, Sarah C-O-C, go follow me. And more importantly, follow Vanderpump Rules Party on Instagram and leave us five stars on iTunes. We will be forever grateful. If you want to leave a review, that's awesome. If if it's nice. If you have something constructive to say, we love an email or a DM and we will read it and check it and take it under consideration because then we know you're in it. You're serious. You're not just being a hater to be a hater or a troll to be a troll. Okay, so we'll listen and oftentimes apply the constructive criticism. Totally. So DM us or if you want to email VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. And if you guys want us to play your voicemail on the air on the podcast, it's just call in, leave a voicemail at 805-VANDER-8. Remember how fun our voicemail was in the beginning like when we first got it remember like one of our biggest fans i forget his name right now i was like who's the dude who's the dude but Uh, he was so fun and he was so into it and what happened to you man what happened i mean i just want to i actually hang in there it's okay i just want to make sure he's alive we should you know what we should message him i'm sure you know we could just do a quick search yeah i'm gonna message him okay 
I'll, 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 I just want to make sure he's okay. Yeah. I'm going to take care of that. I'll, I'll message him at like three in the morning. It'll be like super creepy. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So you guys got that. Uh, we have some birthdays. I know um, you guys like a shout out. Those that don't, you can skip ahead. Today is oh, Tom Schwartz's birthday. Is Bubba. it? Yeah, it's Bubba's birthday. Um, we also have a happy anniversary to Erica and Ron, Sheena's parents, 36 years together. Wow. Go Sheena, which is actually, I mean, go Erica and Ron. It's really funny because I'm going to read some text later uh, about Tom Schwartz and he references kind of like her family and it's kind of funny, but um, that's a long time together. And it is. They're a very tight knit family. So you guys go. So I there's a couple Birthdays we missed. Um, I want to shout out those that we missed and coming up. So Susie Sharp's sister, Kathy Benefiel's birthday was October 7th. Um, long time listener. Long time listener. Um, she's in our group as well and listen to the podcast. So I hope you had a good birthday, Kathy, on October 7th. Yes. Lindsay Chapman's husband, Tanner's birthday was October 2nd. Uh, happy birthday, Tan Tan. Um, he's forced to listen to us in the car when they're driving together. So uh, thanks for, you know, hanging in there, buddy. Yes. Sarah McKay was October 8th. Hannah Price was October 10th. Uh, Jinglin Jen England was October 14th. Elizabeth Pearson, um, October 10th, and she was turning 40. And it's kind of cool because it was like 10, 10, 40. Wow, that is cool. Yeah, Lolly pointed that out. And that is kind of cool. It's like 10, 10, 40. All right, got it. Katie Nee was October 12th. We had a lot of October 12ths. Um, Nanette Coleman is coming up October 21st. Un Young Lee, October 20th. Un Young, you've been an OG for... Yes. OG forever. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't she win the sto- uh, the, the necklace? The she won the... Kyle s- Chan necklace from won- La La Land? She won the Stassi necklace that I ordered from Dana. Right. Oh, it was from Dana. I thought it was Kyle Chan. Mm-mm. Okay. But it was... Okay. So we remember that. That was many years ago. I mean, that's going to be very valuable in the future. I mean, you know... A Dana Schroeder original? Shoot. Right? Um, and we have some gossip there coming up. Um, so, okay. Faith Marie, October 22nd. Meredith Baker. I want to say Meredith Baxter Bernie, but Meredith Baker, um, Bert, October 22nd. Valerie Valverde, October 27th. Seth Campbell Sacramento, October 27th as well. Wow, a lot of October birthdays. Sela Israel, October 19th. I saw you in the Facebook group. I think we wished you happy birthday there, but, um, or are about to actually, because it's not actually October 19th yet. Um, Christy Christian, October 25th coming up. Rena Elmer, her daughter Layla is turning 14 on October 27th as well. Uh-huh. Have a great birthday. Um, I know we wished her husband one, so just keeping it in the family, spreading it. <laughs> Jess Siriani, October 24th. Christy Grimes, quick, October 23rd. 
Um, special shout out to Ellie Kavanaugh. She's getting married on October 23rd. So I hope you have a great wedding day. Oh, cool. Happy marriage day. And yeah, I, I think we got it. All right. <laughs> I double checked because we did the post. I got my list. So if we missed you, you just need to be more vocal. And we'll catch up. So a few little insider tips. The first one we'll start off with. Um, I got a DM from someone who's very close to several of the cast and their families, particularly a couple families, which for me, I think, okay, how are you if you're okay, you're friends with and hang out with a lot of the cast and then a couple families. To me, that means and they didn't say this. I would kind of go with like the Schroeder Maloney because Dana and Terry are such good friends and they're always hanging out together and Mm -hmm. spending time together because how else would you be friends with a couple of the families? Yeah, I would say the only families are Dana and then Katie's mom, Sheena's family or the Vanderpumps. Or if you really want to go down the line, maybe James family. Yeah, but if you're friends with two of them, you're not likely like if you're friends with James's family, you're probably not friends with Stassi's family or Katie's family. James could only match with Lisa, in my opinion. Right. Okay, so it could be Raquel that I'm about to lead up to. Um, Julia actually said, what if it's Raquel this whole time? Okay, so this person said they have it on, you know, great authority, no naming names, but there is another cast member pregnant. They are just waiting to announce Mm-hmm. Which I understand you don't want to take the thunder out from everybody else. Every Let everyone have their week or two moment as, you know, Lala and Brittany are right together at the same time. So mm-hmm. they allowed each other a week or so. Um, also, maybe they're playing it safe because you really technically shouldn't announce. You Absolutely. Know. Yeah. I mean, people have all kinds of reasons why, you know, they may be holding yeah. back. And I think that's great. Yeah. Now, you think it's Katie. I do think it's Katie. I have a like a little bit of me thinking it's Kristen. But where my theory goes wrong is when the person said, we're friends with a couple of the families. So the Katie, Stassi, that family dynamic works in that theory whereas Christian's families and mission they're far away although unless the person just got the info by being close and heard it from those people doesn't ha- necessarily mean that it's them mm-hmm. you know it just could be that it's leaked through the Vanderpump right nation so we should probably put up a poll do you think it's Katie or Kristen you know some people or Raquel say, yeah um, people said Sheena or Raquel can you imagine if it's Raquel wow um, Sheena, I don't think, I mean, it's possible because she would be safe and careful and wait a hell of a long time, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I listened to her podcast. I, it just, I, it kind of seems like they're waiting and they're just kind of like planning and it, it could be, I mean, that would be great for her, but I don't, I don't, think I don't necessarily her. think they're waiting. I think that they are actively trying and keeping it private because she Mm -hmm. has to she has to i 
absolutely hear her heart when she talks about that. And I think that that's what she's going to do. And I think it's going to be really special for all of us to celebrate with her when it does happen for her. But until then, yeah, not going there. It's got to be safe and wait. And so it could be because then this person also said that there's also one main cast member that quit um, because they just don't want to be part of the controversy with the show anymore. And then this person said, by the way, I really like this person. Well, that pretty much spells out like that's got to be Ariana. Mm -hmm. Because everybody always says, well, I really like her. And also who would be, who would cash in their chips over a controversial show? She's never really been fully engaged or comfortable with this whole medium. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they recognize the value of either the paycheck or the hustle, right? Who's who's quitting? It's it's Lala might quit because she doesn't need it, but Lala's too much of a fame attention whore to quit it. And also on Lala and Randall, they're always talking about can't wait for filming. Ah, I want to do a spinoff. I want to do this. Like, I don't think it's Lala. Katie, she's involved with the controversy and she stands up, but Katie's not going to quit. Katie needs the paycheck. Mm-hmm. She's got nothing else going on. I mean, she has her podcast, but mm, listen to that today. She had Lala on today. I, again, fell asleep, which is hard to do when you're running on a treadmill, but I managed to do it. I was like, oh, this is dangerous. <laughs> it's like, you know. Like um, the Jetsons when you know, like they he rolls off the treadmill and is that is that too old for you? Do you know what the Jetsons are? I know what the Jetsons are, but I don't remember like a treadmill scene. Okay, it's the opening line and like George like falls off the treadmill. So that's pretty much me because I was so bored and it was like a snooze fest and um so no need to listen to that podcast, guys. Um, what did, what did they talk about? Nothing. <laughs> Utah, what they were like in high school. It's just shit we've all heard before. And then like, she asked her some questions. Do you find this annoying or not? And it was like dumb shit. Like when people merge on, you know, when the lane's merging in and then people like rip you off on the right side and and cut you off. Uh, Annoying. It's like, isn't that everybody's answer? Oh, I'm like, oh no, I like to just give people the benefit (laughs) of the doubt. I enjoy letting them in when other people are blocking them out. The uh, interesting answer though, I guess, of that was Lala said, Randall does that. Oh, wow. I'm like, well. That That tracks. Yeah, tracks. Wow. So, no, it was just boring. It was just like, it was Lala glorifying glorifying herself. Like Katie was saying, well, I was kind of this. I was kind of that. Lala's like, I was a lone wolf. All the girls were intimidated by me. Girls didn't vibe with me. I was, you know, pretty, but I I picked my friends and I did my, I was like, okay, you know, she, uh, she went off on her podcast and I, I have notes on that later, but. Also, you know, she tears up Charlie again. She's like, I'm sorry. You think I'm intimidated by you because you said you think you're younger and prettier and hotter. Guess what? If I wanted young and pretty and hot, I'd look in the mirror or I'd look at my friends. It's like, okay, exactly. Intimidated much? Like, you're very defensive. Like, she was just, Charlie was just quipping off. And yeah, I don't know. And who has quipped off more than Lala? That she right. says those, she has had a trillion sound bites like that offending everybody. So, exactly. So, I have those in my little Lala notes coming up. But, all right. So, 
okay, cast members quit. We think it's Ariana. And also that uh, Vanderpump Rules is sourcing out major Instagrammers to join ones with lots of followers, as in over 2 million followers. And there are a couple hot contenders right now. And if they go through, shit will be crazy. So who could that be? I don't know. I've really been thinking about this and I'm not sure. Like, I mean, there's like so many genres on Instagram. There's like some of like the YouTubers. There's some of the like comedians that are like kind of, you know, in between Instagram and TikTok. Um, Because even like Bachelor Nation girls, aren't they just like a million or million two? mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But I'm definitely keeping my eye on any interactions that I'm seeing with Lisa. Like if she happens to tag someone or I'm just I'm watching her activity closely because I'm like or who's liking her posts a lot someone with a lot of followers yeah I was trying to see and I couldn't um I mean they try that with Brett because he was like a popular YouTuber thanks to his ex-girlfriend not anything to do with him he was not a popular YouTuber he wasn't I mean yeah it was his girlfriend that was like I think that was like the joke in itself you know Mm-hmm. Who was I just thinking of? What's that guy's name? Like, oh, so even the guy who um, this guy has appeared on Vanderpump Rules before. His name's Matt Kuchal or something. Kuchal, Kuchal. Um, he's like a he's worked at um, Sir. He's kind of involved with them. I thought, okay, maybe they're bringing him on. Him and his um. And his fiance are like super fun. They're really funny. Maybe they would stir it up. But I just looked at his followers and he only has 906,000 followers. Not 2 million. That makes sense because they get so much heat for not having, you know, non-heterosexual people on a show based in West Hollywood with Lisa being the, you know, pride leader. It's like... Yeah, and and Sheena talked about this. She's like, oh, they could have this person, this person, that person, like all the people that we've talked about that Mm -hmm. are gay or of color or that work at Sir, but they don't have enough followers. So I can see them taking it in a different direction, but I don't think that's going to work by pulling in like highbrow people to mix it up with. That's just a different show. Yeah. It's too planted and seeded. But I feel like it needs to kind of be a different show. Um, And if they did it right, like I would be so like I'm I'm down for whatever they're going to give us. Like I will watch it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not. Wouldn't that be a different show? Because someone with two million followers, are they really going to work at Sir? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Sir hasn't barely even been open during this time. Like, that's the other thing. It's not like it's like, you know, you could make an argument that, yeah, maybe they would. Like, Vale worked at Sir, quote unquote. You know, like, she was there. She was a a very successful soap star. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I don't. But I would say now people aren't dining out as much. That place barely just reopened. Like, they're having all kinds of problems. Yeah, it's not it's not a real money grab right now. Yeah. And the whole thing was like the bar lounge thing, which they can't really do because it's too crowded and Mm -hmm. congested. And it's it's like, I mean, my heart goes out to everyone in that industry right now. Like it is not that is tough right now. Tough, tough, tough. 
Yeah, so they need to change the concept. Or, but anyways, yeah, I'm so interested. But I feel like in the podcasts that I have listened to, two of the cast and just like watching the way they're carrying themselves, like all of it, I feel like there is no plan right now. Like they honestly don't know what is going to happen. They're hoping. And I, I definitely think that they've left the fans hoping. Like I, I think we all would like to see how they are going to try to come back. You know, so I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm excited to see, though. So I have um, a note on that. Um, I'm going to just talk about it in like two minutes. Okay. Finishing up on, okay, alert. It's like a two-second comment on Stassi. So if you don't want to hear about Stassi, fast forward five seconds. She, you saw she was promoting James May Halloween yes. shirts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's back and forth on social media, and now she's and it was, promoting James May. Which, and it was a witch's theme, so they're yeah. staying on brand with their witchiness. Yeah, which I'll get into later, because I feel like there was a whole little coven meeting and witchiness, which led, uh, which happened before Jackson Brittany's baby reveal, but I'll talk about that as we get into the next section on Sheena. But before that, um, in other pregnancy news, Diana had a baby. Diana is a person that Christian Doty told to suck a dick. Mm-hmm. She just had a baby. Congrats. And Carmen is pregnant. Due in January, like Stassi. Yeah, I saw that. It's so, exciting. Carmen, you guys go back to after Jax broke up with Stassi. He dated Carmen. Got Carmen's name tattooed on himself. I still don't see a Brittany tattoo. He's got Stassi and Carmen. No Brittany. Um, but she is pregnant and due in January as well. A lot of the people that Jax has boned are pregnant right now. <laughs> right? Uh, see? It has to be Christian then. You just proved my theory. <laughs> mm. But it's not his sperm. Well, nor is Carmen's. Yeah. Or Brit uh, or Stasi's, but No, but it's just funny. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I wanna talk a little bit about Sheena's podcast. She had an anniversary podcast as her one year anniversary with Brock. It's a October second podcast. So if you wanna go listen for those that aren't going to, um, I'm just going to recap a couple things that I thought were of note. So there's a particular point in time and I, okay, it's at minute 34, 55. So like just start at minute 34. You really should listen to the whole thing. Their, their dynamic is really good. They have a lot of banter and he doesn't take any shit, but she also gives it back to him. So she's not like old Sheena just, (laughs) <laughs> okay, Rob. Um, she like throws it out to Brock and he gives it back. So I appreciate it. Anyways, so there was this moment. It was weird. So it was Brock and Sheena and then they had their friend Jamie Lynn. And um, Sheena was asking Jamie Lynn, oh, are you upset the Kardashians aren't coming back? Well, Jamie Lynn doesn't watch the Kardashians. Jamie Lynn Spears or Jamie Lynn Sigler? No, neither. Oh, Okay. Although I do think she's from Jersey, but she's a blonde chick that lives in Irvine. Okay. Which they were podcasting at this week. I'm like, well, if you're in OC, like Main Street's all set up, like I can walk there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But they were podcasting in Irvine and then going directly up to uh, LA and going to watch the 
Chargers game. Okay, rain check. Anyways, so <laughs> she said to uh, Jamie, oh, you know, are you excited to see, or are you bummed they're not coming back? Well, Jamie's like, I don't watch the Kardashians. She goes, but I'm excited to see what, and I'm going to give you guys the tone. I'm excited to see what replaces the Kardashians. That's how she said it. And then Brock and Sheena coyly are like, ah, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, and Sheena's like, well, um, TBD. And Brock is like trying to shut it down a little bit. And, you know, she's like, but I'm excited to see when they're going to take that place. And Sheena's just like, oh, yeah. And Brock's like, yeah, baby. And then Jamie Lane goes, hint, hint. And then Brock mimicked her, hint, hint. And Sheena's like, um... We're going to save that one for a later podcast. And Brock's like, yeah, we can talk about that later. So do you think they could potentially have a show on E? Like filling in the Kardashian time slot? Like, because they're, they're keeping their San Diego place. She obviously has her house in Palm Springs. But they did say they're going to be in L.A. January to April because he's playing rugby in L.A. from January to April. Do you think there could be a show on like either following a rugby player from Australia or, you know, with his reality star girlfriend. I mean, possibly. I think that that's like really saying a lot to take their time slot, you know, like that right. to step into the Kardashian time slot is like a lot. Um, But I don't know. I mean, good for them if they are. Or just, you know, a show and then they'll move something into that time slot. But just... The way they all said it was like hint, hint, and like, yeah, oh, I, I know, I'm excited to see what will they will fill, you know, that I saw, time. yeah, I saw that floating around the interwebs that they mentioned that, that, you know, E and the Kardashians and all that stuff. I mean, I would love them to come out on top and they have their own show and whatnot. I, I, I mean, after all this, like, who comes out on top? No one would have probably pegged Sheena to. And kind of when you think about everything that's happened in the last year with the Brigade and the editing and then the, you know, the Adam and the, just just all that shit. It's like, mm, well, that would be good karma. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of speaking of. So then she was talking about um, Schwartz and like they have a great relationship. She said she's always. He's always had her back over Katie's. And so the one time he didn't, she was like, she was okay with it. Cause she's like, oh, he finally got his wife's back as we all saw and witnessed, you know, mm -hmm. we always saw Schwartz stand up for everybody except for Katie. Right. Yeah. And then he grew some balls like season six. So y'all remember when Schwartz like went off, um, cause the story was Lala and Katie had never gotten along. Sheena had always been Lala's friend. And then also they made up. And then they were coming at Sheena. So she like, she's like, this is fake. You're like, I've been here and whatever. So that's when Schwartz stepped in and called Sheena. You're nothing but a bootleg Kardashian. Yeah. You know, that's the one time Schwartz stood up for Katie. It was just interesting to see him show any sort of emotion towards any, like it, the, it was towards anything. Yeah. It was like, whoa. Yeah. So what was interesting on her podcast was she said, oh, well, he continued it that whole night he was blowing me up on text. She thinks it's funny because they are close and she writes it off. It's like, well, it's part true. And it's not like him 
typically. And so she said every now and then she'll throw him a text of the screenshot saying, you know, throwback Thursday, ha ha. And they laugh about it. Yeah. So I'm glad she can laugh about it. But she actually read the, you know, and, and Brock was laughing. He's like, well, he got you there. He got you there. Like he was chiming along. Yeah. But they never showed that on the show. So I wanted to read everything he said. Okay. For those of you that don't listen to podcasts or follow social media. So um, Tom, after he called her a bootleg Kardashian at Sir, followed up that night with a whole like string of text saying, Sheena, you have a load of fucking audacity to call anyone fake on the show. You are a veneer of a human fake on the inside, fake on the outside, lost in your pursuit of fame. If you didn't smoke weed and make bomb-ass enchiladas, you would completely suck altogether. <laughs> so, a compliment and a diss. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a make-out slut and I'm sloppy, but I'm real. You're a vapid, fame, vampire, thirsty for social media attention and validation. The human selfie. Most real thing you ever will read. Oh, also, you do love your family a lot, so that's awesome. Neil's got to go, though. Sorry to be a dick. It just happens sometimes. <laughs> I needed a wake-up call from being a sloppy, drunk douche. You need it from uh, being a self-image, obsessed, social media monster. Smoke a joint, reread this, let it sink in, thank me later. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why was this not on the show? That's amazing. Why wasn't that on the show? And that's, I, I, I'm not trying to repeat it to start drama with Schwartz, Sheena, anybody. She put it on her podcast and she was laughing about it. And she said it in front of her boyfriend. So I love that she's comfortable enough to like see these horrible things in front of her boyfriend and they can laugh about it and they can laugh with Schwartz about it. But it's like, I love that he's just like insulting her the fuck out of her. He's like, oh, but you do love your family and that's great. And you make really good enchiladas. And so, okay, you're okay, but you're not, you know, there's a little bit of Minnesota in that, huh? Yeah. Minnesota is very passive aggressive. Uh, not calling you guys out. I'm calling myself out. Um, or just, yeah, the little, just like where he, like, he can't just be mean. Like, right. He You're has like, to like throw it. Oh, this is your place. Oh, it's so it's small. Oh, wait, but it's cozy. It's good for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, if it works for you. Uh, like I saw that on OC tonight. Like sh- I thought Shannon was actually very gracious to Gina. When she's like, oh, but you've done a, she's like, it's very small. She's like, but you've done so well with it. I'm still unpacking boxes. Well, it's great. You know, whereas like the other girls were like, oh my God. God, she lives in a condo or a townhome. Gross. That's horrible. It's like, at least Shannon was trying. She was like, I thought Shannon, yeah, I thought Shannon was kind about it more than the other ones for sure. Oh, for sure. Okay, we'll get there. Okay, so then Sheena was on this unfiltered podcast I hadn't heard of, but I listened and it was good. Mm -hmm. She was talking, you know, he asked her about the Lala thing that we've already kind of talked about. But she gave a little more insight and detail and also on the Stassi thing. So she said that, okay, so she's, you know, she's followed Lala, but she's had her muted because she's like, we're not even friends. We haven't been in forever. So she's, she hasn't unfollowed her, but 
she's muted. So she didn't see her IG story, but people screen recorded it and sent it to her. Mm -hmm. So she saw that. And then, so she decided to look and that's when Lala doubled down and posted the static post of all her bullet points of like number one, yes. number two, and then number three, like John Mayer. It's like, why are you bringing up something 16 years ago? Like, come on. Well, because she just put an article out about it. Mm. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. I thought that was weird that she didn't acknowledge that even in this podcast too. Like she literally just did press on it. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Anyways. But um, still, it's yeah. still like me. Yeah. Oh, so no, anyways, totally. but... Um, so she said that after she posted that, you know, static post, then she texted Sheena saying, okay, look, I'm not going to clown you. I'm not going to talk bad of you anymore. And I expect the same. So let's just like make it pack. Like you're not going to talk bad about me. I'm not going to talk bad about you. But in Sheena's mind, she's like, you just slayed me, not just in an IG live, but in a post that's still out there Mm -hmm. like oh your rules and now yeah now let's stop it yeah Yeah. now let's stop yeah before she can rebut yeah so she said she just never answered the text she's like whatever done unfollowed her she's like "Mm." she's like the thing is just like lala has done this for years she said she pops off on her says all these horrible things like she just did with the jojo siwa thing Mm -hmm. and then she's so apologetic because she gets backlash from viewers, fans, um, people, I'm sure it affects her business. People aren't, they don't like her anymore. And so then she does this huge crocodile tears apology on her podcast. And oh, never. And she's like, I finally figured out, okay, welcome to the party, Sheena. We figured this out years ago, but uh, we're trying to tell you. She's like, oh, she likes to do it in front of the cameras or if she gets backlash or for PR. And it's like, yeah. That's Lala. She's not fucking sincere. She's still going to bash you. So I'm glad you're done. She said she's done, done. Game over. Okay, cool. You, took you a little while. Didn't take the rest of us that long, but I'm glad you're seeing the light. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think it's just for the PR and the likes and the backlash. And because Lala said on her own podcast, all the comments, it takes a hundred to squash out one and I don't even get a hundred positive. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, maybe don't say that shit. I don't know. I feel like um, the picture that Sheena kind of painted on this podcast about Lala, I think that it's not only in her friendships. I think that like possibly it's even in her relationship too. I think this, it's like a pattern for her of how she acts. And I don't think it's always going to end well for her. I think that she's going to have a hard lesson to learn that it doesn't always, you can't always do the crocodile tears and cry and get back to where you are. You're going to start losing people Yeah, and, you know, and like higher stake people. I don't know. Yeah. And so that really leads into the next topic that, um, because this interviewer on unfiltered, I think his name's Zach, Peter, Asked her, well, this Stassi fallout, there's a big article, Stassi and Sheena unfollowed each other. So he asked her about that, and she was candid and answered. And she said, well, right before Jackson Brittany's gender reveal, which I thought was really interesting, because I just pictured, okay, nothing has changed. Stassi has not changed. Nobody else has changed. It's right before the reveal party, when they know Sheena's coming, and it was right after the Lala Sheena blow up. 
I pictured them all sitting in their little coven, sitting around, gossiping, bitching. Oh, my God, we're going to have to see Sheena. And like, let's do a front, a strong front. Eh. Let's put her in her place. And like, I don't think Stassi's grown. Based on what I just heard happen, that it was right before the party when they're going to have to see Sheena. Stassi sends Sheena a text saying that... Um, so I have no interest in continuing anything more than a surface level with you because I heard that you were reading my private text to strangers. And Sheena said, I have no idea what you're talking about. The only message I would have shared would have been how sweet of a message you sent me after my miscarriage. And I have no idea why you would be mad at that because I said it was very kind and very sweet. And that is what I remember. And she even told me too. She's like, no, Stassi's reached out. She was very kind, supportive. And I apparently like during one of Sheena's huddles, she goes, I don't remember reading a text. She goes, but if I read a text, it was that sweet, supportive text. So why would you be mad at that? It actually makes Stassi look good in a really important time when Stassi needed to look good. She needed that that bone thrown out of that olive branch. Like Stassi needed any help she could get to look good. So by her being supportive and reaching out to Sheena during that time, that can only help Stassi. And so for her to get met, well, um, so she said, um, so Stassi, you know, Sheena was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. The only thing I ever would have said is your sweet supportive message after my miscarriage. Stassi goes, well, I have no desire to talk this out with you. We will just remain surface level. So she's like, so you're not even going to give me the benefit of the doubt. You hear something from a stranger or a fan or a Facebook group and you're like, just done. So then she just said, you know what, Stassi, we've been surface level for years. I'm fine continuing that. I wish you nothing but the best. But it does seem very extreme like because I've read or seen nothing where Sheena bashed Stassi on anything. I don't, I mean, I, I see it from a different way. Okay. Um, Stassi's going through a lot right now too, you know, just like Sheena. And I just, I, I feel like we do see a pattern with Sheena where she shares things that maybe people don't want to be shared. She herself has said that she's an open book and sometimes, I mean, everyone has kind of been frustrated with that before. Um, I don't know how I would feel if I was pouring out my heart about someone like having a miscarriage and having it read to fans on a huddle. I don't know. I don't, I 100% see Sheena's point. I see like she was doing nothing wrong and she thought it was sweet. And that's an amazing thing to share with fans. I would have died if I heard her read that. So she was really giving people what they wanted. But in a way, like that was Stassi's and her private conversation. Yeah, it's private. I get that 100% because I would hate that myself. But at the same time, she was making her look good. And in a particular time when she needed any morsel of looking good that she could grasp onto. Yeah, but that's not Sheena's job to do that for her. No, I think she was just being open and honest. But I'm just looking at it from a Stassi perspective. I'm like, "Mm, you should have been grateful. But I feel like it's sad that I feel like Stassi and Lala were just waiting for something to womp on her with this, you know, to be like, okay, Sheena, you're you're done. You're done. Like, look at what you do. Like, you know, and I don't I don't think that it was malicious at all. But I 
I do see where like possibly if I was Stassi, I'd be like, shit, dude, like you can't read like that was private. You know what I mean? Like, like what else are you going to read? Yeah. Like what else are you telling? Like, yeah. fi- like, and you know, just like it's jarring for Sheena to receive things from fans of people talking about her. Like she doesn't have time to listen to a bunch of stuff, but someone sends her something and she's like, what? Yeah. I'm sure Stassi has this fans that do the same thing. I don't know. I, but I feel like it's very disappointing and hurtful. Sheena's going through a lot right now. And Stassi's going through a lot right now. It's really sad that these two women can't see that like yeah. they're on the same team. And the constant cutting down is exhausting. Like, and I mean, 100% I have felt like Sheena and had like someone do that and like like Stassi just did to her. And it's like, what the F? And then I've been on the other side with dealing with someone like Sheena being, st- you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's exhausting. And in the end, I think like the the end part of this that was like so great was Sheena did come to the realization where she's like, I'm done. Like, I can't do it anymore. And I think all of us, every old school Vanderpump Rules fan is like, yes, Sheena, like, no. don't don't deal with them. Like you, Cut out the you are enough. You are enough by yourself. You don't need Stand them to on define your, you. No, you do. You up. No, you don't need them. And you have like so many positive people in your life. And Stassi has her people. Lala has her people. Like, let's just let's just end it. Like, let's not be like this to each other. It's horrible. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just what I didn't like was it it seemed very strategic right before the Jackson Brittany thing, which Sheena was invited to. She wasn't invited to Lala's and her feelings were hurt, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But the united front and the timing of it. It just seemed very like the mean girls were in their little coven having a meeting like, okay, let's do our little hazing, you know. Well, I I think it's interesting, too, because there were so many theories going around that Stassi took Lala aside, you know, that she that that all happened. That seems very clear. Um, But to hear that there was something else that happened. This is where this is where Sheena is. You know, even Lala said she's reality TV gold. What she gives us by being open and by sharing these things is it's like it's all we want. It's and um, raw. Maybe she's not thinking 10 steps ahead of the repercussions, but she's just being open and raw. Yes. And then with that comes consequences. And I think that I think that why Stassi has always had a problem with her and Lala, too, is um, that's really hard for them to do because um I think they're so much they're more strategic. they're so much more in their head. They're thinking they're like, no, no, no. Like they I'm gonna make this scene, I'm gonna yes. do this, I'm gonna do that. And Sheena's just like Bleh, you know, yeah. like she just lets it and then like an unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But um sometimes the stuff that sh- that comes out isn't always hers to share. And I think that's the only yeah. thing that gets her in trouble with the other cast members is because they're like, dude. Well, like we, we went back to their struggle, uh, Sheena and Ariana struggle in, uh, was it season five? When when Jax got arrested in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, when her and Ariana had the problem with Sheena talking to Ariana's mom. And, but I was like, okay, maybe you shared too much or you were too... You get involved. Like she gets involved a little. Yeah. I don't know. I Yeah, it's kind of like... But I think what's interesting about this and it possibly is getting set up for with the news that you just shared before that is it is kind of the Sheena show and the Sheena show is interesting and the Sheena show is raw and she does give she gives more than any reality star I've ever seen where you know you're just like whoa like it's just it's all out there so I 
I am down to see her step into that. And I think that she's on the right path. It seems like she's made so many changes and that she, like she she mentioned too on this last podcast, like she's been getting in tune to her body. She's listening more. And I think that, I think that's it. That's like literally yeah. all she has to do. She said that about, oh, she was, had Heather McDonald on. She's like, well, you know, I think we get the, a lot of the same feedback. And that's definitely true. Like, you know, Heather used to over talk her guests, interrupt them, not let them finish. Sheena did the same thing and they both listened. And I have noticed on both, it's toned down Mm -hmm. and it's changed. Mm -hmm. So you guys, that's what we're talking about. Constructive criticism. It's like, okay, noted. Got it. Um, so, you know, listen, apply, Use what you want to take and don't and disregard the rest. Like Heather was also saying, you also can't like, you know, just, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But I think they are both learning and evolving and Mm -hmm. growing and listening to constructive uh, criticism and feedback in the right way. Yeah. So I'm interested to see like how this all plays out. And if, um, you know, if Sheena sticks to what she's saying or if either of the girls try to come back and fix anything. So that'll be kind of fun to watch to see what happens. Yeah. So on another podcast, um, well, Katie announced she's having jacks. Well, it seems to take Katie like forever because like I, I saw this like thing katie's like i'm having jacks on the podcast any questions usually when people do that they're podcasting in the next day or two Mm -hmm. and this was like i don't know a week or two ago and i'm like so i checked today because she releases on friday no no jacks it's lala and i already told you guys don't even bother there's nothing interesting snooze fest i'm sure i will chime into the jacks one whenever that may come out maybe in six months Mm -hmm. because i know a lot of her podcasts she recorded six months ago yeah yeah um, were you going to say something? No. So then I listened to Lala's podcast. Um, it was just, okay. Randall, he had, I had my feelings on him. He was way too much for me on Instagram with this happy terrific Tuesday. Terminators. Like I couldn't take his voice. I could not listen to it. It was horrible. On the show, he was okay. And then he started this podcast and he was okay because he's really like, she'll get real cutthroat and, you know, Lala, I'm Tupac. And he hates it. He hates it when she tears down other people or the new cast. Right. And he gets real uncomfortable and he's like, can we just not do this? And he tries to stop her, but she won't be stopped. So I kind of liked him. And his voice was much calmer. Well, unfortunately, folks, that... That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed, and he is back. This entire, I had to keep downgrading the volume. He was literally like snorting like a pig. Uh, It's just not all. He was like (laughs) over laughing. Like someone said, his producer or assistant, he's like, "Uh, folks, this is Randall just normally. He doesn't drink coffee. It's not caffeine. He's like, you would, you might think it's crack. And Randall literally like, okay, that's funny, but it's not that funny. He's like, ah! <laughs> for like five minutes was laughing hysterically at the crack comment. Probably because he's guilty because he like is actually doing coke. Oh my God. And then, you know, in the bathroom with Jax. Um, and then like 
they call his mother and Lala said, oh, Laz, like they, she kind of pops off with her. He's like, Lala, what are you doing? That's my fucking mother. You fucking, well, you can't talk to my, and he's screaming in that tone. And I'm sorry, you guys, you're probably turning down the volume right now as you should. Cause it was so awful. And he, she's like, and he's like, and I'm bringing back Torpedo Tuesday. So you just get, and Lala actually says, cause she, blocked him, didn't follow him, but she would have friends uh, show his story to her or send her a screen record. And she said she would cringe at his, at those times he would do that. Of course. Who doesn't? And so I just, I'm confused. Randall, like, can you not? I do really like Randall's mom though. Yeah. She she, really, she's really, she's uh, very entertaining to me. And she said, um, so the funny story, Lala did say, cause she, it took her a while to figure her out cause she's very dry and sarcastic. And Lala's like, Oh, Leslie, you know, I love you. She's like, yeah, yeah. The check's in the mail. We've heard that one before. Like she, and then I guess they had a friend they were talking to and, and they're like, Oh, and your new grandson or granddaughter, it's uh, Randall's sister's baby. He, I think, Bowden. I think it's a boy. Bowden is so beautiful. She's like, nah, eh, he's okay. He's like a B minus. Oh, that's funny. And so, like, the people listening, they were offended. They're like, what? That's not very nice. She's like, no, she's kidding. But she says it so dry. And yeah, like, yeah. That it's funny. But, you know, we can all be like that sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, then she tore Charlie apart. I already kind of talked about that. Um, you know, just specifically only Charlie. Um, and then she did talk about, you know, she's like, well, I mean, well, basically Lala's doing the same thing to Charlie that the OGs did to Lala. It's just full full circle on the mean girl thing, you know, kind of like Stassi hazing Sheena and then Sheena hazing Dana. I don't know. It's just, she, she's just gotten so Lala considers herself an OG. She's like, Oh, but I know they did that to me. So it's like, well, why can't you extend the same thing to Charlie then? Because everyone's attacking her and no one wants anything to do with the newbies. You guys are doing exactly what was done to you. So instead of just doing the same thing to the next person, why don't you be like, Hey, you know what? I know what it feels like. Um, let's not do this. And instead, she just follows the the coven and does the same pattern. And that's why I don't believe any of the bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that. I think we just have OC. We have a little juice there. But do you have any um, VPR stuff? No, I just no nothing to write home about. Anything we want to talk about? Because I don't want to talk over you or, you know. No. Just be like. (laughs) (laughs) okay well oc david bedore got married oh my god (laughs) there's a new mrs bedore in town (laughs) i'm the only bedore um well this is funny so don't you think the timing is a little strange like oc premieres and they get married right like why why not last week um uh shannon gets a boyfriend oh david's I mean, lady is pregnant. We, we will get into to the episode, but <sighs> Shannon's worrying me again. Like, yeah. anytime she's like, <laughs> you know, it's not good. Right? A little too over. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, if I had to do all of this my entire life, it's so worth it just for the last eight months. It's like, ooh, is it though? Is it? Yeah. 
a little uh, thou dost protest too much on the other way. Like you're just trying to like shove it in his face really yes. hard. Yes, yes. Like, like again, like a, a dumb joke, like the crack, and Shannon's like, <laughs> See, yeah, we, we laugh like this all the time like they're making dinner together and the dude like opens the oven and he gets like the rush of like the steam in his face which happens to me every time too and he's like oh oh i i almost got burned and she's like (laughs) yeah it's like uh it shouldn't be that long like and you guys aren't having that much fun making dinner like and you're not you're not making dinner like fully dressed like in your freaking like jacket and jeans dude anytime i'm cooking i look like i'm like homeless you're not wearing a blazer no like laced up the back you know full makeup yeah and then you're like laughing at the steam like aren't you just like oh wow yeah she's like that's so funny this is this is i've never we have so much fun (laughs) just just being us we have so much fun and the kids are here and look at they're happy too (laughs) you got your ear pierced no Well, you know, I'm a rocker. I love that. But oh, oh gosh, I look swollen. It's like, okay, just stop being the cool mom because you're what? not the cool mom. What? His his daughter told you where to go? <laughs> no. There's a connection to, oh my gosh. And then she just starts laughing. Yeah. What are you, no tattoo. I will laser it off. <laughs> well, I will say he is a smoke show and blows David Bedore away. Yes. He's very good looking. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm grading on the scale here. Yeah. He blows David Bedore away. He's David with so this <laughs> curly, jelly, great. You Shannon. Oh, here lies my Shannon. He's such a weasel. He kind of reminds me of like that little, um, like Dobie, whatever that little figure. Like, is that from Harry Potter or from uh, whatever that other? What's that other one called? Not um, Harry Potter, but like they're in the. This is another generational the, issue. The New Zealand place when you know they're. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I gave Lord, of the, sh- Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh I gave that God. shit away at a trade show because my company was from New Zealand. I still can't even remember it. I never watched that shit. But anyways, that's what David looks like. Like this little like gre- like hairless yeah. gremlin thing. Yeah. So her boyfriend's much more attractive. And to be fair, she does seem like she's in a better place. She does. And he seems normal. Yeah. So I but appreciate it. But you never know. Yeah. Okay, are we, I mean, are we, like, are we like, starting on this like, ish right now? Like Kelly Dodd and Rick seem normal and happy and Jolie loves him. And, but, you know, he is on Fox News. But uh, no offense. to. You know. Okay, it's, yes. Okay, so you guys, I am going to preface this with saying I'm going to be asking Sarah a lot of questions because I did not, I have not watched, I don't think I watched last season. Or yeah, if you I, didn't because you didn't know much about Bronwyn and stuff. Yeah, if I did, um, I, I like I have a lot of questions. So I'm going to ask my questions because I feel like I missed a lot so um yeah okay well before we jump into the episode i want to tell you the intel so you guys know julia famous um guest host occasionally or talked about person yes probably more so mm-hmm. um she works with someone that knows um has you know they they're friends with bronwyn and mm-hmm. Apparently, great things to say about Bronwyn and her husband, that they are very nice, very real, very down to earth, very in love. All positive shit. I was trying to dig up some more dirt. I, I don't I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, so, because I have a friend that knows her too, right. and I attended a party with her. Um, oh, she was wasted, so she went sober now. Okay, what was your story? 
Yeah. Nothing. I mean, just that, like, I just, I just watched her. I just watched her and her husband, and I don't know. I mean, she was very kind. She like, came right up to me and like had a conversation with me, which. Anytime someone does that when they don't need to, like I have very great respect yeah. for them, just like I had with Vicky. But um, Emily, Emily was like, that. and Emily too, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I um, Peggy was not there. Was Peggy a, who nobody remembers who she was. Remember, she was like the the diva. Remember at our event, yeah. and mm-hmm. Emily was super nice, and wow, uh, Lynn was super nice. Yeah, everyone was really nice. Yes. Okay. Go on. So Bronwyn came up to you, was addressed you. Was yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I, but uh, but I was observing her and her husband, and if I were going off of a vibe, I would say there was some something there. There was some. There was some tension. T- uh, tension isn't the right word. There was some. I don't know how I don't know how to describe it. Like I want to say like unequalness between them, but that doesn't make sense. Like, but that's how it felt. It was like it was like what? First of all, when she walked in, I knew right away who she was. I don't. I didn't watch the season, so I had no idea who he was. And when he walked in, I was like, "Who? Who the heck is that?" Like, did he he have his like necklace on? He was very showy, very um, kind of cheesy a little bit. yeah, 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 like shockingly you know where I was like so I had to then go back and like kind of see what the deal was and then like as I started you know researching more stuff I was like okay now I get it but very weird dynamic there I don't know okay so my theory is and part of while and she explained a lot tonight but she's always felt like she's had to be the wild crazy girl to like uh, I mean, she is stunning. She's petite. She's had seven children. She's tiny and beautiful. And I don't know how she looks the way she looks. And she doesn't look all like fake and pulled back, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she's had to keep putting on this. You know, we have a sex apartment. Oh, we go to nightclubs and we have threesomes. I feel like she's trying to be because she doesn't work and he is the provider that to keep that and maybe prevent a divorce, like you have to keep up and make sure like he doesn't want anyone unless I say I want a girl for my birthday, then I'll let him come into the bedroom. Like try to be that like outrace him kind of thing. Right. Try to stay that young, hot, pretty racy girl <clears throat> so that he doesn't stray. Cause he still thinks he's the playboy. And you know, obviously the cliche men get, you know, older or it's fine. Women, you know, it's not the same measurement in society. And so I think she's trying to do that. And to do that, she's had to be drunk a lot to, to stay there in your mindset. You can't just keep doing this shit. It's, you know, it's, it's going to affect you. So just, just really quickly, just to like kind of start the season off. So last season, did they show this Miami party that they kept referencing this Rick's party? No. So this was just in the last six months. This is Kelly's husband. Okay. He turned 60. Okay. They went to his 60th party in Miami. um, Bronwyn and her husband used to live in Miami. Okay. And they, as they were raising seven children, managed to go out all the time in nightclub and have threesomes and just live this wild, crazy life. So they said this is all on the show. This is last season. They they have threesomes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's usually on like a milestone birthday, but they have wild, crazy nights, nightclubs, She's dressing like I would have dressed in Miami in the 90s and did. Right. Um, but she's still doing it now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think just trying to like. Stay in that. that stay in that, that vibe. Yeah. Um, and then 
in the preview, I think Gina mentions that they asked her to come into the bedroom. Was that, mm. did they ask her to join a threesome or what I, was that? That's new. So that okay. will be a preview too. Okay. Mm. So I think what ended up happening is Brownwood said, basically she, she just kept getting pregnant. She's been drinking heavily since 14, unless she's pregnant. So she kept getting pregnant, but when she's not pregnant, she would drink all the time until she threw up and so when they were at Miami at Kelly Dodd's fiance's party, she drank for four days straight. No one knew it. Everyone else went to bed. She drank. She goes, I, I would take a shot every hour for four days just to keep it going. And kind of after that, that's when everyone realized, oh, because, you know, Kelly Dodd gets f- shit faced. Yes. Shannon gets shit faced, which we still got to talk about that little intel. But maybe not four days straight. Like, well, I think. So I guess they came back after Miami and her husband said, you take another drink and you're going to rehab. So she kind of doesn't really have like, I mean, they've been married so long. I'm sure she has whatever, but it's kind of like lose your marriage now or don't. But I kind of feel like she was probably drinking to, uh, I don't know. She was really raw and honest and open. I really liked her when she was talking to Emily explaining She's like, I don't want to, I don't know how to be myself without drinking. I, you know, I have to to take the edge off or to be the fun party girl. She goes, I don't know what to do without that. I'm vulnerable. I was a little disappointed that they set it up like this, that they, like, it was like, I don't know. Cause like, okay, Emily, like come over and I'm going to tell you I'm an alcoholic. Like I thought it was like a, there, it's a full storyline. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've, we've been through this on Vanderpump Rules to bring it back to Vanderpump Rules. But, um, yes, I I totally agree with you. I thought I was like, wow, very impressive. Made me like her. You know, it was like, wow, relatable, you know, um, that you are open up her fears or, or just saying like, it's not, it doesn't feel good to feel all the feelings like that is, I feel like that, like that's how what we are all going through right now with going through COVID-19 is it's like we're literally sitting here in our house with all of our feelings and it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So I really like that scene. That's obviously at the end. Okay. Before. Yeah. Okay. We, go, go we, back to we, your we, stuff. Go back. Um, so uh, Julia's coworker. So she knows the, you know, two families. Um, her, so whatever, one of the, someone dated one of Shannon's daughters. I'm not going to get specific on the kids and I'm not going to get specific on some of the stuff I heard because of the children. I'm just not going to go there, but they did say that they would drop this kid off and, you know, have to go pick him up. Um, and every time they go over, Shannon was shit face wasted screaming, crying, super bitter, complaining in front of her kids and to the parents picking up their kid. Can you believe David did this? He destroyed our family. Can you believe it? And it's always in front of the kids and and then to these parents. And it got so bad that after so many times, the parents stopped picking up their kid and would send an Uber for him to come home because it was such like they would get trapped in this bitter complaint sesh with a wasted Shannon. And that was sounded like quite a long time. Hmm. Um, so there's that. And was there anything else that they, 
I don't know. It just seemed like there was not a lot of, um, we'll say parenting or supervision happening. And it was just mostly like her kind of being drunk and bitching and complaining about David to anyone that would listen, including her kids and any stranger that walked through the door. That's sad because I feel like on the show, she tried to portray that, uh, she was really protecting the kids and they didn't really know what was going on and they were still, you know, hoping for the best and, this kind of shatters that in that I think that they knew all along. And to be honest, we could tell on their faces that they knew all along. Like yeah. I think deep down we all knew Shannon was just kind of lying to herself. But um, I and feel like anytime we saw the girls, you could see they were like, oh, God, mom, stop. You and know? somehow I heard somewhere when they would go to David at his girlfriend's or whatever, they're like, they were really happy and supportive. It's like, okay, maybe they were going to environment without the bitching and complaining. But I don't know. This is all hearsay. I mean, the divorce dynamic is crazy. Like, um, as I don't know, I feel like as I'm becoming friends with like moms of different ages of kids and stuff, the stuff that I hear about the back and forth, it's rough, man. Like yeah, rough, rough. So hard. And then um, Julia also knows the Gina's lawyer. Mm. So that was fun. And it's not like he's spilling any, you know, because he's a lawyer. You can't spill information. But He's on the show, so we know it's her lawyer, and she knows him, so that was interesting. I really like that scene with Gina and the lawyer and her boyfriend, although he may have interjected a little bit too much, but I liked what she was saying. Like, Even though there's like some volatile shit between her and, was it Matt, her ex-husband, she's like, but I'm not going to take, you know my children's dad away like they still have you know, a, a good relationship and I'm not I, I want to work it out with him and I thought she handled it really well I was impressed with Gina this episode because like a she's like I think she looks fantastic but she was like oh I've gained some love chubs or some you know relationship weight which a thank you relatable but b she's like but it's a situation I'm going to take care of it so she's trying to like you know for herself her boyfriend clearly doesn't care. He's like, I think you look great. But I saw a Brie edit in there. Did you? I mean, why did they have to show her wolfing down the the, oh. the egg McMuffin? Like, that was fucked up. Right. Like, come on. Like, just. She looks great. You don't need to do. Like, like we get it. You don't need to show her eating an egg McMuffin. Like let, the- let her eat it. She's probably starving. Let her have a bite of the egg and sausage. It's fine. Yeah. Like the Shannon edit of like how Shannon was talking about herself being obese and disgusting. It's like, or just how what? They, you or, have like 20 extra pounds. Or Come just on. how they're always trolling Katie on Vanderpump Rules of like shoving yeah. stuff in her face. You know, it's like, yeah. oh God. Like, yeah, that was a dumb. Brie edit too. Katie, it was. Katie probably wasn't very nice to Brie either because yeah. uh, I'm not saying she wasn't nice. I'm just saying um, from what I've heard from, well, so many people now, um, Katie, maybe she's just shy, us included, maybe she's just shy, or she's aloof or standoffish, but I don't think she's very overly nice to producers or camera people or her own husband's staff, per se. Um, So, yeah, then you're going to get that edit of shoveling shit into your mouth. And I also found it bizarre, um, the shot of Gina's hair in the workout thing mm-hmm. like with her like tape and extensions like fully showing yeah she's always had hair issues though because huh. i know you missed last season but she's had some really bad hair moments oh um but you know what i like about her 
uh, fucking relatable. It's like, yeah, she got extensions last season and they look like shit because they were obviously really cheap. Or she got a really bad color job. It was like bright yellow. But then like the condo, the townhome. Okay, it looked fucking beautiful and nice. Did you see it? Mm hmm. Uh, these other ladies like i think it looked i think it looked nice if it was her and her kids living there it was a little it's too much it was a little much to swallow with how many people were there it was like but see what i got out of it was he probably has either weekends with his kids or 50 50 or every other right so it's not eight people 24 7 right and you know what i I, same with her yeah and you know what i liked about that was um I think it's so special when a kid can come to the house, you know, like when it's their time to be there and they do have a spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's not just like sleep, sleep on the, on the floor yeah. or so I, th- I feel like that's like very and thoughtful and I yeah. And I should I feel like it's um very showing of the type of person that she is. Yeah. And they're and I would, children and you can bond together. Then. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it looked really nice. So uh, I liked how Shannon handled it. But the others, when they're like, ew, gross. Oh, my God, that's awful. It's like she's she was well, in Shantytown. She had a, a beautiful new I mean, modern I, condo. I hope that it was edited and that like they were actually saying like ew to like that many kids because like that is very overwhelming. And no, ma- Brown one actually said she's like, I heard she lives in like a tiny yeah, condo. It was, yeah, it was shitty. Yeah, I heard it. And it's like, Bronwyn, you haven't fucking worked at all. When Kelly asked, Kelly was complaining, oh, it's terrible cell phone service here. She's like, what do you have? AT&T? And Brown was like, I don't know. Like, I know. Like Come I, on. Like, I pay a bill. Like, you don't even know what your cell provider is. Like, that's pretty sheltered and sad. And so maybe I understand now why. <laughs> okay. Why things are the way they are. But. I love the new girl. I love Elizabeth Vargas. Mm-hmm. I love when she's like, uh, yeah, I'm from, I'm like a country hillbilly from Missouri. I had buck teeth and we would roll up in a Pinto and we were in poverty. And she's like, yeah. And then I married this billionaire and I, I was like a bobblehead. I didn't want to be arm candy. So I loved all that. But then I kept, everyone kept Kelly Dodd kept calling. Oh, she's married to a billionaire and blah, blah, blah. So I looked him up. Well, he's worth, it says 100 to 200 million, which props, but that's not technically a billionaire, right? No, it's still impressive though. Oh, but, but yes, for but, sure. But you know, what's but, even more impressive is his story. But her story is impressive too. Cause she's also the CEO of a, a big company. She looks really familiar to me. Like, I'm sure you've seen her like really, really familiar. Like, and even I, yeah, I, I, I can't, I've, I've got to, I'm gonna have to stalk her a little bit because I know her. I don't know why well, or how. Well, she seemed very approachable and down to earth. So I could see where you could absolutely have run into her in some kind of situation. Because yeah. she doesn't seem standoffish or aloof. Yeah, no, like I feel, yeah, I'm going to have to look into it because I was like, oh, okay. Um, really quick, I, I have to go back to the beginning of the episode and I uh-huh. need to like discuss this a little bit more. So it starts off and they're like, they say the seasons don't change here, but... What's with the narrative with the old school OGs? And Gina? Gina. Gina Keough. Narrative the whole time? I mean, I was kind of into it because it was like, well, like when it came, the voice came on, I was like, what the fuck? 
It was it was pretty smart. Like, is she coming back? Like, I love that they threw her that because a she just lost her husband and her daughter just lost her baby. And it was like I don't know. It was just like a little. It I liked it. It, it was, was nostalgic. Yeah, but also like a little spooky. <laughs> I were I heard the voice and I wasn't because you don't see. I her. thought it, I I was like, is it the new girl? And I was like, no. I'm like, no, that it one hundred percent is Gina. Yeah, because I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. It was really cool. And then cool. I'm like, it's Gina. And before I even realized, because you don't expect an old person. No. Um, like an old, like cast member, not old person. Um, and I was like, how do I know this voice? I know this voice. And before I was like looking at any, I'm like, that's Gina Keo. And I thought, that's really sad, Sarah, that you know the voice of someone so well that you watched 12 years ago. That's I know. Like, I, I think What's that, taking up my brain is I really sad. I think that's what it was. And I was like, wow it's like comforting yeah <laughs> it was and, and and i feel like i know a lot of people have been like i'm not watching oc like i'm not doing it like they won't deal with kelly dodd or or whatever it is right um but i feel like but you could deal with vicky and tamra it's like, like it's like what we need right now in in this time it's like a little beacon of hope you know yeah but like right. not, it's like trash TV at its finest. Kelly's, yeah, I, I don't love what she's been doing on social media, but Lala did the same thing. And okay, that's an interesting thing she talked about in Katie. She was like, Katie's podcast. She was like, yeah, I was like, this is all fake. It's conspiracy. I'm going to go everywhere. And I mean, so does Sheena in the early days. She's like, I'm still going to festivals. It's like, okay, everyone was at that stage at some point. Maybe Kelly's, yeah, she's been... But so is Ramona on New York. So it's like there's so many people that are like either being assholes about it or pushing the envelope or not. They're just being dicks. But it's like, well, all these other people are doing it and they're still on their show. So I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of this or fan of that. But it's like, okay, well, it's all it's just it's a show. Don't watch it or watch it. Yeah. Um. Okay. I just wanted to point out like we already kind of talked about um them making dinner uh shannon and her boyfriend john right making dinner and him getting burned by in the face by the oven with the steam um i thought the girls all looked older and like super pretty that was like cool to see them Mm -hmm. but um the time i was just dying at again the laughing like i felt like it was just a little over the top like if i was david bedore watching that i would like roll my eyes so hard and be like that's shannon being fake yeah, he. I'm sure he knows her. And um, and the key, like just all of it. But the time when I knew that for sure it was fake was when they busted out silly string oh. and were spraying each. And Shannon's like, "Stop, stop! Oh my god, I just got my hair done." Yeah, you guys, like, so, this is what a fun family night, right, guys? Oh, right? God. Like, I was like, oh. I, no, and, and I'm sorry. Sophia's 18, and the twins are 16. Really, they're busting out silly string. That's what you do when you're seven. Yeah, it just like it, <laughs> it. It didn't work, and like I think that they were like really trying to show, like, look, like we're okay, fun we're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like it made me like the whole time I was watching it, like I was like gritting my teeth, just going like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. I hope Shannon. I hope. I hope. I mean, it does seem like he's done a world of good for her. I don't know how he puts up with that. <laughs> I'm Shannon Bedore. I oh, mean, John, are you going to fuck me tonight? <laughs> like, Ew. I don't know how he can do handle that voice. 
like just her confessional voice is like, well, I'm just, uh, I'm like, how can you listen to that? I they mean, could, it's the same with Vicky though. So it's like, yeah, yeah. But she definitely has like a, a yeah. she has a thing for a thing. sure. Yeah. I mean, I will never get over, never, ever. I mean, you want to talk about iconic reality TV. I will never get over when her and David had to pretend like they were dead. And lay there and be like, here lies David Bedore. That's Bedour. what I said earlier when I was imitating Weasel. I'm like, here lies Shannon, my beloved wife. Yeah. That shit was gold. Oh, that or in Mexico when she's like, I like uh, spending time with him and he's silent. Or <laughs> I need to eat less and he's silent. And it's like, oh. He's like eating like a chip. Ch- he's yeah. Like, he's like, uh. He's like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then anyways. she makes some healthy dinner and he's like, yeah, well, it's not Mastro's. And it's like, yeah. you just... You're fucking gaslighting her right yeah, now. Yeah, David, stop it. Okay, so... She's trying. She's trying. And you're just fucking with her because you don't care anymore. He was so checked out. So I know he couldn't even help himself because he was so done. But God, you're a real dick. I haven't seen David Bedore around town. I used to see him like every day in the morning um, on my way to the gym. But um, I don't know where he's doing construction right now because almost all of Orange County is under construction in some way. And David's company is not contracted for that. So hmm. not sure what's going on with Bedore Construction. <laughs> um, okay, so next we have Kelly in her um, poopy diaper colored car. I remember I did watch that episode when Tamara like made fun of her car last season. She got like a new Mercedes and it looks like the color is like poopy diaper. Hmm. Anyways, she um, they're going to Balboa Island, which is the right. Fun zone. Yeah, which is right where my brother worked. Um, he doesn't work there anymore, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so very familiar with that. He quit. Oh, okay. Yeah, now he's um, captaining boats. He's uh, right. chartering boats in in Newport. So that. so you can still find him there, but mm-hmm. um, he's moved to bigger and better right. non-Duffies. Yeah. Not in the fun zone. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I'm like, why are you take? I mean, Jolie is she's stunning, beautiful. She does not look 13. She looks 18. Mm-hmm. She looks the same age as Sophia, she, the Bedore's oldest. It um, would be like being like, hey, uh, do you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> we all like to go to Chuck E. Cheese, but like a 13 year old is who is already feeling awkward is going to be like, no. Yeah, but she didn't. She was in the same car with them. I mean, I love that. Kelly said she loves Rick. So whatever you like or don't like Kelly and Rick, it's like, okay, I guess if they're happy and the kid likes them. You know, I feel like she is like the type of kid that is like so caring that like she does, like all she cares about is that her mom is happy. Her mom is happy, yeah. And that's like sad in itself. You know, it's like, ooh. But for a 13-year-old to sit in that same car with them, like... Yeah. Props. Props. Yeah. Most would have too much of an attitude or they wouldn't want anyone from their school to see them at 13. Yeah. You don't want to be seen like that. Come on. Yeah. So props to her for being secure. Or like imagine like being 13, you know how awkward you feel and then filming at the fun zone where there's a lot of people there. Right. And I would be very, I'd be like, stop you guys. Like don't walk like that or don't kiss. Like don't embarrass me. There's people I know here. So for her to like work, like she's working when she's filming. And yeah, I thought I was like, I was very impressed with her. Um, okay, what else do I have to say about that? Da, 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 da. Okay, then 
Okay. Oh, I want to say, finally, they are showing these women living where they're showing the opening shots of. They're living in Newport Beach, Corona Del Mar. Mm-hmm. They're not living in Cota de Casa, an hour east of, and then all the opening shots of OC is like the beach in Newport. The Huntington, Huntington Pier. Huntington Pier. But everyone lived up in Cota de Casa, which is an hour away without traffic. And very inland. Very inland in the foothills where the coyotes are and mountain lions. Like legit a 15 degree change yeah. in the temps. Oh, for sure. So now these people are actually legit living where the credits yeah. are. Yes. And I feel like that maybe is going to change the vibe a little bit. Yeah. I hope. Because um, it's actually, um, you, you actually have to have real money because Kodo... Yeah, it's real money. It's very expensive, but it's it's like the fake new money. Hey, I got no problem with new money or old money. Money's money. But it's like, mm, I have this wonderful pool and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you live in the freaking desert that they just you developed. Get, yeah, you get more for your money out there for sure. Yeah, but I mean, look at um, Elizabeth's house. We all bike by her house and it's like, you know, one of those three-story beachfront. So it's like, it just depends on what you want. Do you want a mm-hmm. yard or do you want to be on the ocean? Do you want rooftop or do you want, you know, a waterfall pool? It's just, you choose. Yeah. And I get up for like a family. You'd probably want more the a family. You want a family man, and you want a waterfall pool, and you want to show off. Uh, but you have space. Yes, so you have a just, yard. Yeah, but it doesn't show your money so much as like living in the cliffs of Corona Del Mar or Newport. One hundred percent. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, how long has Kelly been with Rick? I think like a year and a half. So like, but he was on the show last season, like fully on the show. No, not at all. Oh. No, I think they like started dating right after it wrapped. Okay. I was, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now we go to Gina's. We see her new house. We kind of talked about this. Um. It was super cute. Um. She got all those bunk beds in there. I don't have anything much more to say about that. Um. Elizabeth. I liked her too. I thought I'm, I want to see a little bit more. So I liked that she made her own money and that she's the CEO of her own company, which, but then I guess she worked so hard that her doctor told her she was probably going to have a heart attack and she needs to scale down or get rid of her business. And she said, I'm ready to do that. I have two partners that will buy me out. She goes, but I can't right now. Because her divorce is like a Bethany divorce. It's like in the third year. Yeah. She goes, if I sell it now, he'll get half. Well, this guy, well, he has an impressive story too. So I guess he's kind of famous for being an undercover boss. But he was like born in poverty in Norway. His parents divorced. Somehow he made his way to Alaska. Started on the fishing boats, which I found interesting because I think not too long, much later than him, where people I knew that worked like literally pulling the fish out on, you know how hard work that is Mm -hmm. on the Alaska fishing boat. So he did that. And then like a few years later, he joined America's seafood company and within three years became the president. So he went from like, you know, deckhand literally catching the fish and being one of the real salty dogs, right. To being president of this company, which is now worth $600 million. Um, it was just crazy, kind of a rags to riches story. So, right. like he he built himself up f- from his hands, right? You know, and and as did she. And 
you know, but, and then they married, they found each other and they married, um, and she still had her work ethic and her businesses. But, um, she said, because he was so rich that she just became a bobblehead and arm candy. And she was like, I was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She was like, I, I'm more than that. I, I, and she's like, I love this part. She's like, I missed me. She's like, I missed you too. She's patting herself on the shoulder. Like she just, she's like, I mean, obviously she's doing fine. Cause it said she has several mansions, but, uh, I guess she's being true to herself. Yeah, I'm I'm down for her journey. I'm down to see, you know, how things I yeah, I was I really liked her story and um she seemed like a cool person. So um but I was a little concerned. I, I wasn't sure if I heard this right. So her boyfriend uh doesn't want to have sex with her until her divorce is final. Right. I was a little concerned on two fronts. Well, A, I can look at it like, okay, he's, he may be Catholic. That's his beliefs. Like, I can't have sex with you while you're technically still married, but they've been together a long time. And she's like, I'm horny as fuck. Or, and, but she's like, oh, he prepared dinner for us ladies, but he's out working now. So, okay, I appreciate that he's out working and he was sweet enough to prepare dinner. Yes. But then I do worry like, why aren't you having sex with her? Are you using her because she's yeah? And and then the way that she kind of described the relationship, like you know, she was like, "He's like there for me emotionally." Like I've never had anyone like like I like. She's basically like, "I'm overlooking anything because that's how amazing he is to me." And right. Um. And so yeah, just a little bit of a red flag where it was like, is he doing that because he's benefiting? Yeah. Or is he truly doing it and not screwing you because of his morals? And that's morals? great. It's like if the, it's mutually beneficial for both, if both of them are happy right now, good for you. Like whatever. Yeah. I mean, TBD, I hope he'll TBD, be on yeah. and we can like judge better. Um, I am I believe her right now and I believe, okay, it's just a sweet relationship and he's has a moral code. I'm a little suspect though because in this day and age and he looked... A, a bit he, younger. He looked really young. So that's a lot of moral code to have at that age. So that concerns me for her, like if she's being used. But TBD, giving them the benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Emily and Shane. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. I mean, okay, so they're celebrating their 11-year anniversary. Uh, he did seem a little better, and I hated when she was like, I realized it was my fault. I wasn't recognizing what an amazing dad and partner he was. It's like, no, you recognized it right last season. He's a fucking dick, and he ditched you. Got Like, no, Emily, it's not your fault. He was a dick. Um, I really did appreciate when she ordered the bread basket, though. Okay, that was, I have that in my notes. I was like, whole like, well, I mean, that is, first of all, it's something that I would do. She took back her power. Because um, last season, it was a whole issue over the bread basket. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. she said no, and he's like, I want it. And he sat there and ate it in front of her. Because <gasps> well, she cause was I, trying to lose weight. Well, because I was just saying, it was pretty intense to order the bread basket when she had French fries. fries. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. I, it, it, for me, it was a take back my power moment. Okay. Because if you follow her on Instagram, she looks slamming. It's it's kind of like Khloe Kardashian's revenge body. Like Emily has it. She's smoking hot. Um, I think she looks the same right now as she did last season. But 
this was filmed, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Right now she's like she's she's modeling for Lizzie, the old housewife's swimsuit line. Like she looks banging. I mean, she's always been very confident, even when like maybe she wasn't happy with her body. I I still feel like she threw off such a confidence and. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that it, it, it's very inspiring to yeah. women all over the place. But I loved it because it was a slam to last season when he was just eating it in front of her face and, and he was like relishing in it. Ew. Like, <laughs> I can do this. You can't. And so she's like, also, can we get a bread basket? I'm yeah, like, that was, yeah, that was awesome. I can own it. Mm. But that's enough about them because I'm still like, yeah, Emily, you got to move on. But all right, I'll just I'll throw her a bone for right now okay next we go to hot yoga not much to say about that except um, for kelly dodd says she's gotten kicked out of hot yoga three times i want to know more why what happened what'd you do i don't know but remember that whole thing that happened when like her and heather dubrow got into it at their workout place i don't remember that no yeah they got into it at uh orange theory in um corona del mar yeah like they both showed up at the same time and like heather didn't say hi to her so kelly went live and was like shit talking and then heather <laughs> saw that she's like it was like this big ordeal oh i don't remember that but That's um funny. i could totally see her getting kicked out because she runs her mouth you yeah. know it's she's not relaxing i think you go to hot yoga to meditate and relax not like what the fuck is this i'm bored can we move on to a different pose like i can totally hear her doing that because i myself would be thinking it because um okay so tell me the other thing that i like i feel like i'm missing the piece of the puzzle is i'm seeing a conflict between shannon and kelly and I hear Shannon saying that it's because she initiated contact with Jim Bellino and the the lawsuit. Is it anything more to that? I, I think it was just like a, a tweet or a comment back like, oh, I like a snarky like she was, you know, Kelly and the person like when you when she feels attacked, she's going to go on the lash attack out. Yeah. and go harder and more below the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like a very first season when she's like, you're a fucking cunt. And everyone's like, <gasps> you know, yeah, they're like, I'm not, I don't work like this. We don't use it. And I've never heard that term in my life. I'm leaving the room. Yes. Um, so it was kind of like, she's like, well, I don't blame you. Or it was something like that. Like Jim Bellino had posted something. Cause you know, this was all over that Heather McDonald. Podcast. Yes. Yes. And uh, she's like, well, knowing these bitches, I don't blame you or you're probably right. So it wasn't anything like real. She didn't seek out and like go to test of earth. Maybe she said something like, I'll testify these bitches or something. Yeah. So Shannon thought that was real hurtful, but this was her combating after Fucking the Tracy Meekhouse, Tracy Meekhouse, like Tamara going, oh Kelly, why don't you go suck some more dick for money? That's what you do best, and like all these little attacks like that. Or um, Vicky put out it was on the reunion and also on social media, um, put out some real fucking nasty rumors and involved her daughter and like okay and her mother. Oh, saying she beat her mother. And her brother has restraint, like some real nasty shit. Okay. So they, those Trace Amigos were on a, like a little war path, kind of like the witches of WeHo against, you know, certain people from time to time or whatever, vice versa. So they were, it was, there was a time and see the thing is like Shelly and uh, Shelly, Kelly and Shannon 
had come full circle because at first they weren't friends. Right. And then when Shan, Shannon went through the divorce and yeah, they, and, they, and Callie was going mm-hmm. through it and then there were single ladies on the town in Corona del Mar, which is a teeny tiny town. Everybody knows everybody and they really bonded and Kelly was there for her. So when Shannon like went back and backed up like Tamara and Vicky, Kelly felt betrayed totally. and then Kelly just retaliates and hits harder and stronger. Okay. Cause that's just how she rolls. And it's it is usually fucked up, but at the same time, I understand why she would be hurt because they did some fucked up things to her. Um. Okay, I'm totally changing. Kind of like when Vicky, uh, said Eddie was gay and heard that he hooked up with a dude. Like they all do it to each other. Yes. It's God, like- some of those rumors were crazy. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Totally changing the subject. What is a what's a pento drink? What does Shannon keep drinking? It's like P-E-N-T-O. Are you sure it's not P-E-N-T-A? Penta? Oh, yeah. T-A. What is that? Oh, it's purple and clear? Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite water. It's the highest alkaline water you can get. I used to bring it camping to replenish like if you're at a high altitude or if you overdrank, which I haven't done that before, but I've been at high altitudes. Yeah. But it's 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 like... 10 times the hydration. It's my favorite water, but it's fucking expensive. Okay. I, I used to drink it all the time back when I was rolling. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm down to Aquafina and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not doing Aquafina or Dasani. I am uh, still rocking my uh, Mount Valley glass bottle, but, uh, and a Sentia or Smart Water when I can afford it. But every now and then, you know, you got to buy a 24 pack of Arrowhead for 333. That's, I am <laughs> Arrowhead through and through, man. Right. No, Penta's just some nice ass shit. It's like a, it's like an elevated Essentia. Okay. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Kelly and Shannon meet, and uh, Kelly gives her a little gift of um, Uno cards. And, it, you know, we all have a good laugh about that. And, so it seems like they are going to. I mean, I I would like to see them have a friendship again. I think they're really funny together. And uh, well, um, I think that it could happen because during this filming, we did notice there was all that social media of like lots Sh- of hate. Shannon stopped following Vicky or Tamara. Yes, or Vicky and Tamara went live together. Like Shannon hasn't responded to us in three months, and they're like, and then when they found out that she was getting close to Kelly, like they went berserk. Yeah, they're going berserk. They think they're getting their own show. Yeah, which I mean, okay, Shannon, you do keep flip flopping in or out, in or out, but you know she. In all honesty, she probably needs this paycheck. So she's going to do whatever she needs to do to get the paycheck. Right. Which, and uh, fair. And you can't blame, like, I don't know. It, yeah. I fair. just, I always try to put myself in, like, in their shoes. And I'm like, if my, you know, if I got fired from a show, like, would I be mad at my friend for continuing to do the show? Yeah, it would really hurt. But in the end, I think I'd be like, well, I mean, she, I would be doing the same thing. You, she's divorced. You saw what her rent was. Her new house, that looks shit fucking expensive. Where We know where it is. Like, it's like even Bronwyn's saying, oh, I could rent out this pirate ship for two grand because it's Newport. It's like, yeah, you could. Yeah. You know, like Shannon, uh, and she's, she's renting again. It's like, yeah, I know you got a little sediment for David, but that's finite, right? Yeah. So she's got to keep making, so I don't blame her. And if Vicky and Shannon or Vicky and Tamara are going down with the ship, it's like she's, someone's got to stay afloat. Totally. Um, they, they would do the same to her. Okay. Now, 
Gina's DUI was that on last episode or mm-hmm. last year? Yeah, last year. Yes, yeah. last year. Um, and then what was the thing with um when she had her kids in the car? <gasps> but it was, I mean, well, I'm not saying it's ever acceptable or innocent. Like it was like a daytime mommy group party, and she had like a couple glasses of wine. It was like a barely like a oh seven oh eight, but her kids were in the car and like that's just a no-go like you know the zero tolerance like you you know didn't somebody have like a roadie in the car too or something like was it- oh yes oh her she friend had, she, her, yeah she had her friend in there with her and her friend had a roadie Ooh. so that's an open container yeah yeah I mean, here's the thing with like, like anytime I hear that someone gets a DUI, like I, it literally, like I just like cringe, like my whole, everything just like goes, because 100% that could happen to anyone. Yeah. If you take a sip of alcohol and you drive a car, that can happen to you. Yeah. Like literally if you're at a restaurant, if like it is very, it, it could happen to anyone if you're not careful. And I mean, absolutely, it should not. I'm just saying that. You should not judge people based on that because right. shit could happen to you. Yeah, it was it was minor on, you know, the scale of of what that shit can be and do and it's relatable and understandable. It's just I and, think And and she was going through such a hard time right there. Yes, and like a, it's, she was had restraining or she was getting domestic violence. Like there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um and at the same time, then the rest of the season, they showed her and what a pain in the ass. First of all, she's monetarily challenged because Bravo doesn't pay you hardly anything the first season. Right. Her husband's holding all the cards and all the money and they're having to film her put two car seats in Ubers every time she has to go to the store, take the kids to school. She has to take Ubers on camera and install two car <gasps> seats in every Uber. Can you imagine the Uber drivers like, come on, how the fuck? That takes like 20 minutes. Dude, I hate Well, the for me, it takes like three hours, but. Yeah, no, it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. And she had to do it. And she had primary custody. Wow. Everything. So it's like, can you imagine? I uh, mean, thank God that is an, an option that is right. there now because it didn't used to be. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so, think about so, the pain in the ass. Then you get out of the Uber. Where do you put these giant car seats while you grocery shop or you're going to wherever you're going? And then you're carrying them around with your two young children that need car seats. How do you fucking physically manage two giant car seats, two kids? It, I I don't know how she did it. I mean, I failed going to the beach today. Like I, I couldn't, like I had, someone had to help me with my stroller at the beach because Daisy had to be held. Ronnie was effing, you know, ran off, you know, and I'm like, right, you know, get back. Like, yeah. It was, it's, it's a lot. And so, and I only have two kids. Like I know people have more than That's two kids. I did the road trip with Michaela. Cause I'm like, she's like, I could have done it myself. I'm like, I know you can, but what happened when we pulled off to that gas station with the van of Hills have eyes people. She's like, I couldn't have done it. She's like, I would have told Leighton to pee in her um, car seat. And she would just sat in a wet car seat because there's no way she could have gone into this horrible gas station. There's no way. She's like, I would have had the kids either pull over into a cornfield or just pee their car seat because there's just no way. Sometimes you just can't fucking do it. No. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm like, yeah, that's why I came. So it could be safe and not. Um, so our, so we're rooting for Gina. We like Gina. Yeah. Okay. We're rooting for Gina. People are like, oh, she moved in too quickly. And did she? Probably. But he seems like a real nice I'm a, guy. Yeah. I'm a little, here's my red flag with 
you know, not knowing anything about, I didn't watch last season, but yeah. from watching this, my red flag was in the attorney's office. I felt like, um, he was interjecting too much. He was interjecting too much. And no, the season that I did watch, I heard her dad was there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she like was like very much a daddy's girl, and I think that she yeah. was her husband took that role after her father. Oh, and, she hundred percent will say that. And I just and I feel like the we're seeing a repeat of that. Like they like she sat there like the, the little girl, and you know he was like take care of me, and he threw out an idea. I mean he didn't do anything wrong, right? None of nothing that he said. Like I liked the things that he has. But it's I, like too soon. We don't know you, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, she was because and she I want- left her parents' house right to Matt's house. It was her high school sweetheart. She's only ever been with him her whole life, the husband. So it is very much that. Yeah, totally. And I just, I would, I, I mean, I feel like I'm always looking for the, you know, after like a woman has been through something like that to be like, to come out and be like, I'm strong now. I can do everything on my own. I guess I didn't even need him. And, but that's just not the case. That can't always be the case for everybody's. And it's hard to watch. And it's going to sink in at some point. Yes. And I just, I don't, I already don't like the, that weird edit that they're giving her and like that they're, it's like she's really exposing a lot and it's not very positive. Like, do we have to kick her it's like that right salacious, now? Salacious, sensational, yeah. tabloidy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Now let's talk again about this domestic violence and this restraining order. And you could tell she was trying to downplay it. Like, no, work, working it out. I want my kids to have their, di-. like, but they were like, well, but you have this and then, you know. And they're like, you literally just ate an Egg McMuffin on the way to this appointment. You're obviously stressed. Like that is, that's what they painted. You know, it's like, come on, guys. Can't, it is stressful. It's stressful. Yeah. So, um, and then there was like the preview for like what's coming. And I mean, I feel like a tidal wave is coming. Like these women are, they, they think like they're dealing with like all this crazy stuff and they don't even know what's coming. What is coming is crazy. And I loved that they showed their like production is stopping and they showed the cameras. I was yeah. like, yes, we're breaking the wall. That's fun. Um, so yeah, I, I, it looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It will give us something to talk about with you guys. Um, and yeah. Oh, oh, um, I was listening to Watch What Crappens. Actually, I think I was seeing stuff like uh, on social media or something, and they're they're covering this show called um, Emily in Paris. I it's- just heard about that on. Um, oh, I listened to Clickbait because the Toms were on it, um, and they were talking about that show. But go on. Yeah. So anyway, so um, I was I I watched um, that a more American horror neighbor whatever documentary. You got to watch that. Have mm. you seen that? Um, mm. And. Um, so I saw Emily in Paris on Netflix. It was like on my front page as like a, it must be the cheesy shit that I watch or something. So I started watching it. Oh my God, you have to watch it. It's, it's like, um, I watched it before I listened to, to one of their recaps. They just recapped one episode, but, um, it's really good. And with how much you've traveled, it'd be really fun to hear your insight. So now this is the second time in one day I've heard that I've never listened to this podcast. It's with... A couple girls from Bachelor, you know, Constantia and Hannah Ann, and there's Hannah G and Hannah Brown, and I'm whatever. When I see their faces, I recognize them. I know who Tasha is because she was supposedly taking over for Claire, the Bachelor, at who leaves early. Um, and then Joe, I remember him, like grocery store Joe from Chicago. Anyways, I only listened, never even heard of the podcast. I listened because I heard the Toms were on. 
which was pretty much boring. Um, well, the only thing that was interesting, though, what they talk about Emily in Paris, that was my point. Okay. Um, so it was on my radar, and now second time in one day, obviously I need to watch. I forgot to mention, though, the Toms. So they're like, well, what are you up to now? And and Schwartz is like, oh, oh we're working on this whiskey. You know, we're getting there. And Sandoval's like, dude, no, we're not getting there. We're there. We're there. It's about to be released. He's like, Schwartz is like, Oh, we're thinking about like what kind of packaging. And then Sandoval's like, we already have the packaging. We shot the packaging last week. Oh my god! So gosh. once again, like Schwartz is talking all this grandeur shit. And then Sandoval's like correcting him. Like, like clearly again, it's like Tom, Tom, he's taking the lead. He's in the know. He's like, I'm like, okay, why do you keep letting this guy run on your coattails? Yeah. Like, cause he, he's like, oh, we're thinking about the different packaging. Dude, we already decided we shot it. It's a uh, like I'm like again, again. Stop drawing him a bone. Focus on you and Ariana, okay? She quit the show probably. Let's bring the money towards you guys. Oh, and then Tom said something like, "Oh, because he made them a drink or whatever." He's like, "This one's called the Alchemy." Because they said, "What's your favorite drink?" He's like, "Well, I made one for you guys. So the Alchemy Rose. You can get it at Tom Tom. It's also in our book. You know, Fancy Ave Cocktails." And Schwartz goes, "Oh." Whew. A lot of plugs there, Tom. Like it's like, uh, well, you know what? He has something to plug. Okay, oh, yeah. Well, you can plug your chillax moo moos, Tom. Sorry to rain on your birthday, but come on, <laughs> step up, Tanisha style, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll watch it. Yeah. I just. I. Anyways, like I never. It might be really fun for us to recap like fun, easy watches like that, you know, where it's like um, yeah. or like uh, we're, we're coming into the holiday season. You know, we could hit up some of those Hallmark holiday, movies. Yeah. Hallmark Lifetime movies, movie. Lifetime. Christmas in July. I mean, you and I love that shit. Well, especially when it's like a cast off actor that. Um, oh, my God. So Julie was just telling me she said, oh, my gosh, she was telling me about a friend of hers. And she goes. Oh my gosh. And then the daughter like actually walked out of a hotel and she saw her mom walk out with this man, like all like loving arms, like they had just checked out of the hotel. And I go, Oh my God. Like when Donna caught her mom and she's like, who, who's Donna? I'm like, Donna Martin from 90210. And she just starts laughing. She's like, that's where your brain went. I just you told hear- you a story about my friend and you referenced a 90210 episode from 25 years ago. I'm all like, right. yeah, that's you, what I picture. Are you excited about Donna Martin being on? I just heard that from her as well. Are you dying? Uh, and her mom. I'm dying. They, oh, they need to not have them be guests. Candy and Tori need to be full-time cast members. 100%. Donna mm-hmm. Martin graduates. No intro needed. Bring Candy on that She'll light that, that shit up. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's see the control, the power. Bring it on. Yeah. Just cast that shit. No friend of. Yes. Totally. And it would be great for Shannon to join too. She'll like throw some shit in there. Yeah. So it sounds like there's some exciting stuff coming down the, the tubes. So. Yeah. And so like, I swear they said. October something. I think they just keep changing the dates because of editing, but now yeah. it's November 11th. So we'll do OC for the next couple of weeks and, and then join up with Salt Lake when that happens. And that should be fun. And 
yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll continue to cover this and we'll continue to be bringing you content yeah. um, as often as we can. Next week, uh, Sheena's releasing her Boy Crazy merch and maybe we'll do some giveaways. She's got some beanies, some masks. She had Max, the inspiration behind Boy Crazy, in the photo shoot. He was sporting some coral hair. Did mm-hmm. you see it? Mm-hmm. Not saying it's it's... Probably not a good look on him, but uh, he's everyone, having fun. Like everyone's like do like like experimenting during quarantine, right? Um, yeah, and that's fine. And everyone's like, well, he sh- he shouldn't be a part of it. It's like, but they're friends and they're over it. And he's not a racist. He said some horrible shit a long time ago that we can we can forgive we can move on i know everyone's going to be like well why can't you forgive this and this it's like we're forgiving everyone it's just like he can be in her photo shoot if he inspired the boy crazy thing it's kind of funny it's like she's using it against her she's mm. taking the she's taking the power yeah and also you know shit's cute and i can actually see uh keely wearing the boy crazy beanie in new york city and like maybe for her like single in the city yeah post podcast yeah. yep you hear that keely no i'm no I, okay Chris, yeah christmas <laughs> totally all right well, okay thanks for hanging in there we'll talk to you soon bye, bye.